Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Tribe Podcast. Today, we're actually going to break down the numerology of the year... And the idea is to just grab the general information of what a year seven usually looks like for an individual. Um, But in this case, we're going to try to see the comparatives or find the points that compare to like what we got as as readers, right? Uh, Like find the similarities and things like that. So the the first thing I thought, thought, let's start with like the number of this year, but the years that are coming, because I thought this was really interesting. Now, for those that did our um, numerology course, you'll, you'll like, this will sound familiar, the years that I'm talking about. Um, and you'll hear me say that this is like an autumn. So like year one is a summer, right? And so for me, year seven and it is autumn. And if you have to like put it in really simple terms, just think about how do you feel in like autumn or how are things for you in autumn as an individual with the weather, you know, you just ended the kind of like summery weather and now wind is picking up and soon you'll be kind of staying in much more and the days are going to get shorter and things like that. But I thought it was really interesting to talk about how this year, 2023, is heading us towards winter. So it's year seven. And then we have the year eight, which is 2024, which is autumn slash winter. And then we have year nine, which is 2025, which is full-blown winter. And then in 2026, we start again the summer and year one begins. I thought that was really interesting because if you guys ever heard us talk about um, how we, the information we were getting from our Akashic Records was saying that for some reason, the plan for like the opposing side of evolutionary humanity evolution, they have till 2025 to kind of push their little agendas and shenanigans I always say right (laughs) and I think it's pretty like coincidental if you would like to say that that winter is the last year they have and then literally 2026 when they're supposedly no longer permitted to keep pushing their shenanigans that's year one it's like a new beginning it's a new beginning exactly that's so cool I love the coincidences of that yeah coincidence or not (laughs) I do want to say the number seven is my favorite number. Well, it's considered it a, yucky, a lucky been... year because of that, because of that number, obviously. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's like, always been my lucky number. Yeah. You used to always play it. I remember like every time we did things at school and, and stuff like that. And it's interesting because I'm like, I always say I'm a Taurus. I'll bring astrology in here. Taurus and Scorpio and I think Capricorn. I don't remember what other signs. It's a really good year for, at least I know for Taurus and Scorpio. Yeah. Like we've been having a hard time and apparently the energy this year is helping us move forward and yeah when i heard about this i told you and that well sander is a scorpio so i was like well you're up for a good year apparently it's gonna be crap for me (laughs) (laughs) no it doesn't mean crap it just sometimes just means 
you'll have more obstacles or you'll feel like things feel heavier or equals crap. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to look at it that way. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, I guess at some point where you're like, when is the easier, when are the easier times going? Like, come on now. All right. I'm a little done with this. Anyways, this is about year seven. (laughs) Come on now. This is about year seven, really not about our like signs, but okay. So I thought that was an interesting thing maybe to like talk about for a second before we got into more specific things that I, I, I noticed that jumped out at me that I wanted to really talk about today. And so year seven, like you, you did say that it for you is a lucky number and it is considered a lucky year. So if you're going to win some sort of a prize or lottery, people tend to win it in their personal year seven. But in this case, we're talking about the general year for the whole, you know, the whole of earth. And so not everybody can win the lottery because yeah, well, either one or a few, but not everybody can win the lottery. And so it's not a lottery thing, but I do think that the luck of the number seven of the year can come into play a lot for those people. Remember the Keshek records right now, they said, Oh, 2022, you got to start creating the changes you want before we Mm -hmm. walk into 2023. You got to set things up, get yourself some run path. I think that luck year is going to really come into play specifically for people that did do those pushes and changes, even if they were uncomfortable or even if they did like a small part of it. So I think that they are going to be some sort of like reward or compensation or, you know, something nice that's going to assist them with that because they started it in, in 2022 and, um, and the year seven is going to be like, all right, well you, you're ready. You can harvest some of the thing, the seeds that you were sowing. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't sow any, then you have nothing to harvest. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it it was like a process that we all went through, right? It was a bit of thinking about or connecting with those ideas we wanted to like, or we were dreaming about, like we said, and started to even just consider taking action at one point. And then at another point, you know, the moving forward was, well, I have to, I have to take action. Like I have to do something. I can't just sit here and wait for something to happen magically. And I mean, a lot of people in our community were in that energy, which was really beautiful. And they were, you know, sending us emails and we were connecting through the Patreon. And there's a lot of fear, right? There's a lot of fear around like different aspects of that or with people's gifts or with starting a new job or whatever it was, right? But I think the end of this year, last year, the beginning of this year also is like things are done. Like if you haven't, if you haven't gotten rid of this, it like a lot of people purge stuff to me, the, the end of 2022, so the end of last year really pushed people to purge, to let go and to start something new. Even if it was just in your mind, like an idea, a concept, right? Uh, and it wasn't easy. You know, the eclipse season at the end of the year was hard for a lot of people. So many shifts and even wow, earlier, right? Was, for yeah. some people, they might've sh- felt it earlier. It was intense. It was intense energy. It really was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, a lot of us felt and it. And so the thing about autumn is that now we're going to start having, I'm obviously speaking like poetically, right? We're going to start having a year where the days are going to be shorter and the nights are going to become, become longer, right? Little by little. And I think this comes into play a lot because our collective this year is going to have a lot of shifts and you can hear a lot of people's perspective saying, we're not going to come out of the end of this year, the same that we went in. And I really feel that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's part of the autumn season thing playing. But at the same time, this is conveniently or coincidentally or whatever you want to call it. This year seven is also one of the years where they, when it's your personal year, it's determined that like, it's a really good year for spiritual movement, spiritual advancement, like to study things that have to do with your, your inventing your internal world, your other true self. Right. And it's a really good year to start questioning stuff about yourself. Like that's, this is all information we have in our course. Right. And you could totally pick that out from the course if you go back to it and because a lot of people did sign up for it. Um, and so I, if you pick up on that, to me, that's so true for this year because I feel like there's a massive group of awakened people coming into play very soon that are like, maybe they just weren't aware of it yet. Maybe they just weren't ready. Maybe something wakes them up. But I think that this is going to be, there are going to be a lot of spiritual advancement, movements, awakening, like all these things. And people are going to start becoming much more interested in it. And because I feel like the way that I see it, and I, and I can ask you after Lorena how you see it, but the way that I see that the year, it feels like for people that finally wake up, I don't feel that energy of like, if I can't see, I don't believe it. It's like, that just completely goes out the window. It's like, there's just like, just this full blown belief all of a sudden it comes into play. Yeah. It's a shift. Yeah. It means just people are shifting in a different vibration, a different energy, a different way of experiencing life. And I, and I feel at least this is kind of a message I get for this coming year. People are going to probably lean more into their gifts Mm -hmm. specifically. It feels like people are, are, attuning with it they're starting to understand it they're starting to step into it or just accept it accept it exactly that's a big word here exactly and questioning things too within themselves spiritually of what role they play how they can help or what they can do or what it means you know it's like something like why am I here yeah like like it feels deep the energy I think it's going to be an intense year. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be for everybody, but I think it is going to be specifically an intense year for those that do wake up that weren't there yet. Yeah. I think it is going to be really like, um, intense. And the, the interesting thing is, I think we need to leave leave ourselves open to really, like I had said at the beginning, like coming out of the end of the year and it's like, wow. I'm not the person that began in January, like this whole cycle, like, wow, I, a lot of things have changed. I think we need to really be prepared to like say goodbye to our old character. I think there's going to be a lot of deaths of people's old character. Maybe that neighbor, I'm giving an example here. Maybe that neighbor that you considered always annoying or grumpy, all of a sudden, like half of the year passed and all of a sudden you bump into him and he's like, wants to talk to you and he's a totally changed guy or girl. Like, Mm. I think that we're going to find that people around us are going to, or yeah, they're going to start dropping aspects of themselves that just don't vibrate anymore with the new things that are coming in. That feels so aligned for the year. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I talk a lot about this, like last year when I had first come to Uruguay just to visit, um, and I'd said how I had envisioned, I'd connected to this version of myself And I slowly was making that come to life by the choices I was making, the things I was doing, how I was seeing myself, constantly connecting with that version of myself. It feels like that. It's like that version of you is there. 
it's always there. It's projected out, but we're not fully stepped. We haven't fully stepped into it. And part of that to me feels very much linked to spiritual aspects of connecting to our higher self and, and all that healing work that we've been doing for so long. All of us, we all have in some way or another. Even today, like I was sitting down this morning and I shared this on my Instagram that I was preparing the classes for the Cosmic You, right? But I'm going even deeper than I was planning on. Like I'm going into the cosmos and to how these planets and the solar system was created. And I'm going back billions of years to like the nebula, creation of our nebula that then disintegrated and created all these sun, like solar systems, right? Like I'm going really deep. And I, at one point I was just like really into it and I was like writing some preparing the classes and writing and I'm trying to find pictures to kind of accompany the visual for the better understanding. Right. And then I stopped for a second. I said, Whoa, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like yeah. if you knew, knew me when I was younger, like, you know, that I hated astronomy. I remember yep. failing it quite a few <laughs> times. History. Hated it. Hated history. And I said, everything that I seem to hate is now like part of what I want to create. (laughs) Wow. That's weird. That is amazing. It's so weird. So we never know like what can serve us in the future, even though we don't connect with it at that point in time. That's what I would say to people. Follow. Obviously, you were in school or high school, whatever that was. But you never know when something can serve you in in the future. You never know. Relationships, knowledge, experiences. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But that for me is a, a good example of allowing yourself to be led, going down the path of what makes you passionate or what drives you or what you want to, if you're going to create something or if you're going to do something, then create it and do it with something that actually makes you feel like I'm so happy I'm doing this right now. Right. Yeah. And not listening to your brain because I could lose the old Lucia could have been like, what are you doing? Why are you going to talk about this? You failed astronomy 20 million times when you were young. Like what? Like I, at any point, an old version of myself could have been like, that's not who you are. But yeah. I just remembered it. Cause it was like an aha moment I was having. And I was like, Oh wow. Everything I hated. Now I love that's weird. <laughs> So I think it's part of like, we're coming into it a certain person and we're coming out of it. I think that's a good example of we're coming at a different person. Like this is the beginning of the year. Who knows how I come out of it at the end? Like what I'm doing and what I'm teaching or what I'm concentrating on. And I think that's going to happen to everybody in whatever way it is. Of course, it's going to serve everybody differently. But what I thought was really interesting was, so one of the things about year seven is that they say that it's a very common year to be deceived. But I have a little twist to add to that because I don't think this is the year that we're going to be deceived per se. I feel like this is the year where deceptions are going to begin to be uncloaked. So you might feel deceived because you find out about things, but I don't think this is the year that you're being deceived in particular. If not, the air of deception comes out. Hmm. I, I agree. Uh? Yeah, energetically, I agree with that. <laughs> and I and I feel like even like we were talking about 2024, 2025, I think even though that to me carries on 
Yeah. It's this is what it, this is all happening for. To, to till 2025 is just going to be like this massive what's it called? Like trickle that turns into a dam of things coming out and leaking and just yeah. you know, and that and I'm not just talking about maybe like systems that no longer serve us. I'm also talking about things like our true history. Like are, are we alone in this universe? Like I'm talking about a lot of truths coming out. Things that are really going to serve us as well. Yeah, it's interesting also when Obviously, you weren't on the call, but you listened to the episode that I did with Patricia, the astrologer, with the 2023 energy. And she even brought up, like, aliens and other life forms, like, outside of the planet Earth, right? I love it. Yeah, the fact that that came up, and she hadn't listened to our prediction episode, so... Yeah, that's really cool that she got it, too, because we got it. Yeah. But we got it with a little bit of a warning. Take it in as you're, you're meeting with your family. You're finally getting a chance to find out about your true cosmic history and your true cosmic families. Because, of course, we know that there's still the opposing side of evolution who might think we're going to lose control of them if they get together with these beings that are so advanced. Let's make them fearful of them and tell them that they're their enemy. So we might have that. We're not sure yet if that's going to happen. I still don't have 100% on that, like being a massive destiny line like you know probability line i have it as a possibility nine cell so i'm not really sure if they're going to do it yet but there still is a possibility line for me what the way i feel it so we'll see what yeah. happens there i think that the way that we avoid that is that we start learning for ourselves so we go behind the backs of the opposing side and we already know so by the time that they they might come out with all these stories like oh well, i already know about that race I already learned about it oh i already know about that planet because i learned about it it's it's kind of like getting ahead of the game and then they can't they can't do anything and we're already connected with them. Yeah. And nothing can be a surprise if you're already connecting with it spiritually or from a higher place. We already we we feel like we talk about different energies coming and and what's happening each year and we can each perceive that differently because there's a lot of openness to the messages that we give sometimes. But I think all in all most people understand the underlying message and understand that there's a lot, there's a lot to reflect on and investigate and look at and see different viewpoints and understand different viewpoints and different perspectives. That's the energy I feel also for this year. And it literally gives me goosebumps, like understanding every side of the story. And obviously there's higher vibrational energy and lower vibrational energy. And we're talking about the deception and all that, right? But some of it doesn't have to, it doesn't all have to be low vibration. It could just be people that are unaware of what's actually happening. So they, they push an agenda or, or an idea without knowing that it actually might be false or it might not be something that's helping the human race. Yeah. But, but for me specifically, I'm not even talking about specific people. For me, I'm talking about like governments. I know that they're, that, that they, um, they're going to try to leak negative information and they've already tried doing it before. Like, and then they, and then Hollywood does it through movies and we all know that where like all the alien movies are always scary as hell and run for your life and doomsday. And, and so they also try to like influence you through movies and things like that. So this is, this is also nothing new, right? Why aren't no, they painting? No, I mean, Avatar movie is the only one that paints it as like a good thing, <laughs> right? So uh, interesting that that movie came out this year, also, right? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so one of the things they say about year seven is that 
it's not a good year to either like, for example, tie the knot or sign important paperwork. And I would, I would think that like in generally speaking about what's, what I think it might happen in the world with what information we were receiving and also maybe adding some of Patricia stuff. I would say that it might not be a good year to do that because we don't know what the collapse, how it's coming in the way that's coming. Like don't tie yourself something to long-term if we don't really know if that it's going to negatively impact you after. But again, maybe a collapse makes something super like available to you. And now maybe I'm going to just give an example. Let's say that you always wanted a plot of land, you know, because we have a bunch of people that want to live off grid. And all of a sudden there's this, I don't know, housing crisis or financial crisis. And then that land that you've been looking at or thinking or considering all of a sudden got cheaper and you can finally afford it. Well, then in that case, I would say, yeah, why wouldn't you jump at that opportunity? But if, if you're going into it with this like massive mortgage and maybe you buy the house right before the crash happens, like just be aware of that we're, we're having systems begin to collapse in this year. And I'm saying begin because it's just starting. This could last 10, 15, 20 years. Like this could be a really slow process or it could be a like boom, 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 dominoes kind of thing. Like we have to see how that plays out. But just kind of like be... I get both those energies. Yeah. The domino and the boom, 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 like, because one thing is affecting the other and a lot of things need to be harsh. They need to be kind of ripped. Yeah. Like ripping the bandaid and others. It'll be like this. The domino energy would be like the one I would most resonate with when you're talking about this, because it feels like one thing will affect the next, the next. And that really is showing us how we're all connected and how we can't escape sometimes what what's going on around us, what we can control. And we've talked about this. I think, I don't know if it was on the 2023 prediction episode of like how we deal with stuff and how well prepared we are for this, because if we already know this kind of energy is coming, then we can start to feel into it. We can start to understand, we can start to prepare ourselves. We can start to, I don't know. It it feels like the sense of creating, you know, we were talking about communities, even Patricia brought up communities. Yeah. This is the moment to create the communities because then everybody can support each other. If, if it's virtual, if it's physical, it all, it's all going to serve a really good higher purpose. Yeah. But I also get that thing. That's why I'm like really iffy to tell people not to sign contracts and things like that, because we also talked about this. We are both getting this. I feel like it's going to be a year for some people. They're going to really start doing well. And I yep. believe that there's, then there's a massive group of people that are not going to be doing so well. So that's what I'm saying. Like, just check for yourself. Did this thing that you always wanted all of a sudden start happening? Cause I do think that if you've been doing all the like release work and the trauma work and the ancestral work, and maybe you've been doing this for the last two, three years and you've cleared a lot of stuff out and you're staying in a mindset of being positive, not letting the 3d stuff suck you back in and all this, all that stuff we've been talking about for what, two, three, two, three years now. Let's mm-hmm. say you've been doing all that and you're in a good place or semi good place. I feel like this year doesn't have to be that chaotic or that severe for you because you're on a different line, sort of say you're on a different like path. You set yourself up in a way where it doesn't mean it's not going to affect you at all, but it means that you're still going to be taken care of. Yeah. And I, I really do feel like, I kind of lost it. I was channeling and I lost it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Oh yes. Um, this kind of reminds me of like when we talk about mercury in retrograde where it's best not to sign papers or if we do, 
just be extra cautious. And this is where I think everybody knowing their own natal chart, their own energy, where they're at, if they are clear headed, you know, because you know, what we have noted here is the darkness doesn't allow you to see clearly, right? But if you feel like you're in a clear state of mind, you're not working on your emotions, you're not reacting, you're taking your time, you're getting somebody to look over maybe a contract. If it's a huge thing like buying a house or a piece of land or a new job, whatever that is, those are the moments that you connect your intuition. Those yeah. are the moments you get guidance because if your ear guidance, because it, let's say your intuition is giving you this guidance of it's not the moment to sign. Maybe you can push it a little bit. Maybe you can wait a little bit. And then you can check all, all kind of the alignments astrologically and see what extra precaution, precautionary measures you can take. If there's other people that can look over the contract or sign papers. Like I said, I, I also feel the same way you do. It's like people will be signing papers. I think a lot of change <laughs> will be happening. People will be moving. People will be doing things. It just might not be ideal in the sense that we might not be clear. But if you are clear with what you want, where you're going, the opportunities are showing up, then I would say as long as you're in that clear frame of mind and energy, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, take the take the right measures and sign whatever you need to sign because that's going to help you move forward. Yeah. And also we have to remember that we're talking about the year that is for everyone in the world. On top of that, we all have our own cycles and astro, like you said, your chart, like for example, for me, I'm, I'm well aware of the fact, cause I got my chart kind of looked at. I'm well aware of the fact that I'm coming back into cycle. I'm finishing a nine year cycle and I'm coming back into like, un, like going back to the point of origin where I'm going to be like, am I making the same decision or making a different one? And so in my case, it is a time of like, this year I'm supposed to create some sort of massive change or shift or of some sort. And, and that means I can't really follow all the rules of the, of the year seven for the world. And so that's a good example of how just because it's everybody's year seven, because it's the, the year of, you know, we're running in here, doesn't mean that you don't have things working in contrary to that, that what we're saying right now, like your yeah, chart can will still define be beneficial. That. Yeah. yeah. Maybe for you, this year is really beneficial to make tons of change and sign new contracts and do completely different things. And I do feel like that's the energy for a lot of people, but not everybody. No, let's say that you have, you're an individual who's literally going through the end of, uh, I don't know, towards the end of a cycle and you're supposed to like really get through that and stay still a little bit with it. If, on top of being seven, year seven, I would say maybe you're not that person that should be buying land right now or like a house or something, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, know your chart or like know your intuition, your gut or, you know, things like that. Get a little bit of energetic assistance with where your specific soul is at before you jump at that, like just following what the year is in general. <laughs> no, yeah. And something, one of the notes here that we have are a year of loneliness, feeling alone or stuck, um, a period of isolation and internal reflection. Yeah. And I think that's not a bad thing. It sounds mm. maybe a little bit awful, but I think it's, it's going to, it's going to be the catalyst for that change that we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, let's... No, it doesn't, it doesn't sound negative. No. It doesn't feel negative to me. No, no, it doesn't feel negative to me at all. Especially since we know it's accompanying and, um, in the year of an awakening. So how do you get people to wake up? You can't keep them busy. You can't keep them going out and meeting up with people 24 seven. The only way that they can create an internal shift and reflection is if they stay still for a little bit on their own. 
Yeah, something that I find funny, like I realized I was an introvert through going to therapy years ago. And I was, I was like, I'm so outgoing. And then I realized, you know, people being in crowds and being with people a lot really drains me. But I didn't, you know, when you're like, but I'm extroverted, I'm super friendly. Like, and, and this therapist made me realize actually you can be super friendly and outgoing, but you can still be an introvert. And I kind of understood the concept like years ago. And it kind of feels like that energy of like this, these years that have gone by, especially the pandemic and everything, a lot of people realize that they are introverts, that they want to socialize, that they want to be outside, but that they need alone time. And I think people are starting to allow that more. I know. I need so much alone time. So much alone time. It's like, and then when you become a mom, that, what? Alone time? <laughs> What's that? What's that? <laughs> it's like, I don't know what that is. But, but I, it's, it's, it's important for I get self-reflection. Too, but is the drain thing only because you're introvert or extrovert? I mean, is it possible that it's because you're in a vibration and you're going into a group or an area or place where people have another vibration and it affects you or you're an empath? I've or, thought about that. i thought about that. I mean, I think there are going to be different things that are at play there. But for me, I can hang out with people I love and that have great energy and I still crave that alone time but I can spend hours with them probably more than if there are people that I don't, I don't feel it. You know, there's people you don't, but how many people can you think of off the top of your head that don't want alone time? I can't think of some, I can't, yeah. I, maybe two people. That's the, I can't think of anything else. Mm, I can think of more. And, and, and maybe I can think of a little bit more, but when I, if I look beyond that, I realize that they don't want to be alone because there's confrontation that they don't want to have with aspects maybe of yeah. themselves or their past past life or not past lives, but past life, things like that. So I think that sometimes people that don't want to have alone time or people that don't can't deal with alone time, <laughs> what might come to like from it. Yeah. And I think this is why it's so important. What these notes here that we're talking about feeling alone, feeling alone, isn't obviously the most positive thing, but feeling alone in the sense of like, that feeling of loneliness and solitude can bring forward also this empowerment sometimes because feeling alone doesn't mean you're actually alone. No. It's bringing in those feelings because there's something you need to work through. And I think sometimes we have to feel comfortable being alone. Like you said, some people don't feel comfortable. It's, it's being with people is an escape. It's they're escaping all those things that they have to deal with or look at or, or confront. And it becomes really difficult, <laughs> really difficult when you're alone because you have no choice. But then it becomes easy to distract yourself, too. There's so many things we can distract ourselves That's what I'm with. saying. You keep yourself busy, kind of. You keep yourself busy, yeah. But in a, like, mind-numbing way. Not hobbies or things sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It could be physical. It could be in, like, just mental. It could be anything. I mean, a lot of people talk about the dumbing of the scrolling, yeah. That could be like a we way of you, that. yeah, just buzzing out or, you know. And I think that I was thinking I was thinking about it and I'm thinking, I know this is the year cuz I was trying to think about that loneliness when like I was reevaluating it for the year 7, I was like the loneliness thing. And I thought I don't think this really goes for the people that already kind of started looking for a collective or a community that's like-minded Correct. things like that. They already went through their loneliness. 
I think that maybe the energy of all the loneliness is possibly coming in for this year are those that are just waking up and they need to figure out how do you find these groups of people that might be seeing what I'm just starting to see? Am I alone with this? And maybe trying to not feel crazy. Like we already know what that is because we've we've been alone with that for a long time. And you know what it also feels like? It's like a reset. That's what I'm getting, the message of a reset. Sometimes spending a specific amount of time on your own and feeling feeling those feelings and confronting those things and being a little bit in that internal reflection energy allows you to reset so that when you do move out of that energy into the world, into the social world, and into connecting with people, it's like you have, I don't want to say a clean slate, but it's like you can reset. It's like with those people I was hanging out with before, I think there's going to be a lot of purging in that sense too. The people that you used to hang out with, you're not, you're no longer going to feel that energy to hang out with them. Even a change, because you're talking about this new version of ourselves, that requires us to shed old things. And that could be friendships and people or situations. So it feels a little bit like a reset. Like when you go, come back into co- collecting with, connecting with a collective or a collective or community, it's, you can be more selective with it. And it's funny because you said that, you said people or like things like that, you were using individuals. Last year for me felt a lot like leaving that job or that thing that you do that no longer suits you. And this year for me, I feel more people projecting it towards my family or my friends or my whatever, my immediate neighborhood, my immediate group or whatever it is, right? So I feel like it's more of a personal human level and before it felt more like a relationship work level last year. 100%. 100%. It's really interesting. I actually saw this TikTok video pop up of this woman and tons of creators and people on TikTok were were kind of going in and giving their take on it. And, they were, and there was this woman who's a mom who says, you know, how can my kids be so selfish and they don't understand everything I've given them. I don't remember the exact word she used, but it was something like that. Like they deserve to give like, and that's something I've, I was thinking a lot about. And obviously we'll talk through that when we do the episode about the mother wound that we kind of hinted on and talked a little bit about in the past <laughs> yeah, episode. That's true. But it feels a little bit like that, that loneliness of saying, I need to put up my boundaries. This isn't serving me. So I'd rather be alone than be next to this energy that feels I love that for toxic. so many people. Oh my God. Like I love that for like the whole world, because if we all did that, if we have even one person in life and we all did that, imagine, imagine like the advancements like that would be Mm -hmm. had all around the world. It would, it would shift the whole collective energy if everyone put their, their boundaries and put their selves first and took care of themselves and healed a lot of those stuff and then moved on from there. Yeah. It'd be massive. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be massive. It'd be amazing. And I think sometimes we have to put up boundaries because if we don't, then a cycle continues. And that's like saying, I'm done with this and I need to do my internal work so that this relationship could potentially, like, especially if we're talking about like a mother, daughter or mother, son relationship of saying, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeding into this toxic energy. I'm putting up my boundaries. I'm listening to myself. And I think someone, one of the people that were talking about that video, they gave their kind of feedback. I thought it was interesting. It to me feels very similar to the energy I'm feeling for, for this of when we step up and we understand what our worth, like our worth, our worthiness, how much we love ourselves and how little we're going to like stand for things that don't feel right or are toxic. 
that literally changes so much. Like the decisions we make, sometimes we have to push people away. We don't have an option. And I think it's, I see it more and more through clients that come through Akashic Record readings of where they've had to like stop talking to a parent or push parents away. And we talk a lot about like the sense of belonging and we all need to belong to a family. We all have that right. But I think if you've done your healing and you have to push somebody away because they're not getting it, they don't understand, they're not respecting you, that's a whole different story. And I think the respect part is where I would really bring like light to it's we start respecting ourselves so much that everything around us transforms like the universe has to find respect for you and and give you respect back because that's what you're doing with yourself yeah and it's not coming from an ego place because that video of that woman it was coming from an ego place it was coming from her own wounding her kids don't owe her anything especially when we talk about family constellations our as as children we don't, we don't owe our parents anything. What we do owe them is to take that gift of life that they've given us and actually live our life and do something with it. Well, that was one of my, I don't know if you remember, but I remember once I had a little bit of a confrontation with mom and I said, you gave me life to have life. Now leave me alone and let me live. Oh God. (laughs) And she was so angry at me because I obviously didn't say it in the most delicate way. I said it in the most Lucia way possible in the moment of living it. Right. But I think that that there's a, there's there's a lot of problems there with like the, the the fine line between being a parent and feeling like this is obviously after the individual is old enough to make their own decisions, right? Like feeling like they have to listen to you and do things your way. Like every soul comes in here and it might be here to do it very differently. And this goes really aligned with things we talked about fifty million times before, where it's like. The times that I had to make a decision and everyone behind me was like, no, that's the worst decision. For some reason, I knew I had to do it. and But everyone else couldn't see it. Like, no one knows what you're supposed to do except for yourself. Exactly. You're the only one that connects with your contract on a daily basis and can, can feel its way through, like, the yeah. correct decision. And to someone next to you, it might feel like or look like the worst decision ever, ever. And you're going to, like, struggle and it's going to be awful. It's because... If they were to do it, it was it's true. But it's not them that they're that's doing it. It's you. And so the same thing yeah. goes for children and parents. Like the parent thinks that's the worst thing that child can go do, but then the child for some reason knows, feels a pull, feels that gut feeling to go and do it. And it depends on the age. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on a lot of stuff. Yeah, if we're it talking about a, a twelve-year-old. It, it's the parent's responsibility to make sure that. They understand that there's consequences yeah. and obviously you're protecting them. I'm talking about full-blown like adult, like, you know, tw- oh, maybe yeah. like what no, you're no. Like, saying, like 21 or something and they're, they want to move out yeah. or do something. There's no addictions of any, like maybe there's no drug addictions or like things like that that are like f- fogging up their decisions. Like we're talking about like a normal, typical scenario. Yep. No, I agree with that. It's, um... Everybody has their own path. And even if I were to go through the same thing you go through, let's say in a, let's say like a divorce, like you always talk about your divorce here. I still probably wouldn't feel it the same way you do and probably wouldn't make this because that's just not what I'm here to learn. So I also live, yeah, like our way of like deciding things is so different. I remember like everybody, no one understood me when I made the decision to get married. They're like, I mean, that's so fast. Mm. It's so soon. I said, it's not the end of my life. 
I don't ha- if I if in 20 years I don't want to be married anymore, I don't have to be married anymore. Everyone's like, no, but you get married forever. I'm like, you don't do anything forever. You're going to die one day. Nothing's forever. And so I remember everyone's forever. going, no, but no, but you don't just get married. I'm like, it feels right. I'm supposed to do it. I don't know why I'm going to do it. And maybe it's not forever, but for some reason it's for something. Like, so I'm very, yeah. I, I realize that I'm very weird when I make decisions and I already make decisions knowing that it's probably not forever. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just feel it and you feel like that's the right thing for you at that time. And yeah, I, I, I spent years like seeking outward advice and asking all types of people, therapists, my parents, like, <laughs> it's like, it's it's not that way anymore. It's because I've started to respect my own energy and how I do things. And I have, to, and I'm, I'm not in the same energy as you, right? I'm a lot slower with the way I make my decisions. I take my time. I doubt myself more. So I'm getting better. I honor that as much as I can. I used to be much more Sagittarius about it. Like where like Impulsive. I would do it. Yes. I would do it super quick. But with age or parenthood or maybe both, I'm kind of more like I evaluate it from different angles and see how it feels. But I always end up going with what I feel because my brain can find 20 million things that could go wrong Mm -hmm. if it wants to. It always can. Always. Yeah, you have to follow your gut, your intuition. and, And I think also what's helped me is realizing what I want to step into in the future. It could be a year it could be six months. It could be five years, 10 years. It's like, this decision, is that bringing me closer to that version of myself, to that life I want to live? Even if I don't have the yes. full-blown yes, I love it that. feels like it is bringing me in that direction. Yeah. So, <laughs> and especially when we start to heal, like where there's parts of us that are like, you know, it feels like, I don't know we know our patterns, right? So we understand our patterns. So we know where, like when we become that more aware, we bring that awareness. It's like, I know I tend to go into that. So let me go inward. Let me connect. Is this coming from wounding or is this coming from something I genuinely want to do or a decision I really want to make? The awareness can be everything sometimes when we, when we kind of go into this, this energy of making decisions, obviously your intuition, 100%, but our head, our ego can get in the way. And that's what always happened to me. I always said like, even (laughs) my thoughts and my emotions would get mixed up. I didn't know what I was feeling or thinking. I didn't know the difference. I think another really good indicator to like what decision you should make is which one makes you feel excited when you see yourself jump over the part. That's like the hard part to get there. Jump over the part where it's like, I have to do all of this paperwork or all of this movement or all of this, like whatever work to get to that point. But how do you feel imagining yourself if you get to that point? And then how do you feel if you imagine yourself, if you, where you are now and you stayed there and which one makes you feel excited? And the one that makes you feel excited is probably the right one for you, even though it might take a few steps and things that you have to do to get there. And maybe you don't have that answer right away. No, maybe Maybe that doesn't come instantly but you make it a point to make sure you you figure that out yeah and that could be through healing that could be through questioning things through trying things come different ways I, I think this subject has come up really because I feel like it will be a year of a lot of us making some big decisions changes things that are really exciting things that can move us in a really good 
direction, but that's never usually easy, easy. Like it doesn't feel easy. And even when we picked something or made a decision or, or have committed to something, it still can feel hard because with any decision, you're giving something up. And I think this is where that energy is for the year. It's, I let go of this over here so I can bring this thing forward over here. You can't have both. I think the, the hardest part, like to wrap up like what you just said, the hard part is the comfort zone's comfortable. Always. Yeah. And staying in the comfort zone is comfortable. But you know what? You know what you lose if you stay in your comfort zone? Progress. Advancement, evolution, opportunities, a better, possibly a better, yeah, expansion, a better scenario, possibly a better life, happiness. Yeah, but our brain doesn't look at it or think about it that way. Our brain will, especially I think when some, when there's a huge life change, right? It's like, will something better come? Will it get better? Well, it could, but maybe it doesn't. And I'm giving something up that feels like, even though it's kind of shitty or it's all right, it's scary it's the fear that's that's where we, we need to fight against that fear and bring trust and listen to our intuition so that we can make those decisions and you hear a lot of people like say oh i want to do this but and a lot of times it's down to like money for example mm-hmm. it's like the funny thing about that and i've said this before the funny thing about that is the soul doesn't give a flying f if you have ten dollars in your account or if you have a million dollars in your account your soul still wants you to do it it's still part of the plan, even if you have nothing. So it's, it's this thing where it's like, I, we all understand cause we're human that we, that certain things we can't do and we want to do, but if it's in your soul plan, you got to somehow figure out a way, maneuver around that and just trust the universe. Because if it feels right, then somehow the universe is going to have to assist you for that to happen. And I know I'm saying this, and it sounds way easier the way I'm saying it than it really is because I know I've been there. Yeah. And that's part of the comfort zones. Yeah. The comfort zones easy to stay in. And we talked so much about it. We did a whole episode about the comfort zone basically. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Because it's the this biggest isn't problem. A year, yeah. This isn't a year to stay in your comfort zone. No, no. This is the year where you're, you're going to get pushed to the extreme, the universe is going to be like, do you really want to stay in a little comfort zone? How comfortable it is it now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see a lot of like that energy of like being pushed out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that was a couple years ago losing my job because of the pandemic, right? But I feel like it was something deeper than that. It was something I was already thinking about every single day and I wasn't taking the action. So the universe said, here you go. Do it. You have another option. You have to trust. The universe is like, okay, we're going to wait for Lorena to decide. All right, Lorena, come on, let's see. Okay, what's Lorena doing? Oh, no, the guys are like, no, she's still there. And they're like, all right, let's get, get eject. <laughs> they were probably so frustrated with me. They're like, what is she doing? <laughs> My gosh. But also, I think really thinking about really aligned action that you can take. Because there's always something you can do to move you in the right direction of where you want to go. Yeah. And if that's connecting with people, talking to somebody, putting an idea out there, starting a YouTube, starting an Instagram, whatever that is, do it. Feel through what feels right and then start taking baby steps. 
this is the year. This is where things can really work out. And especially if you have your community backing you up. Especially. I do think this is the beginning of collectives or communities starting to physically get together more than previously we had. So this is just the beginning of that. That's how I feel it at least. That feels, that feels really nice. I like that. I do feel that too. And we've been talking, even that's interesting because we've been talking about creating, um, events or retreats or get togethers, like meetups with the Patreon community and maybe the podcast. We don't know, but, um, that hopefully is within the plans this year. Yeah, we were we were planning on getting together this year, and we have to find like a midpoint and do votes and things like that. But well, yeah, that's the plan. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. So I think that's really interesting. So you're like, I, I thought it was really interesting that we did our predictions episode. Patricia never heard it. She came out with her astrology kind of overview of the whole thing. It really, really vibrated in similarity. Um, so what we got, and then this year seven, the idea was to break down what a typical year seven is and find points that we thought were kind of reflecting those things that we already know that we got from previous episodes. And I do feel, I do feel a lot of it to be honest with you. And I do feel like this is the autumn and next year's the winter, not because we're going to, it's going to be awful in a sense, but because it's, it's the year where humanity's, you said the word purging. I love it. It's the, it's, these are the years that humanity is going to be purging a lot of stuff. And sometimes it's a bit of a dark, hard, or like lonely process. Sometimes it feels a little bit like winter and being in more, right? So I do think that there's a massive possible coincidence or not with the years, um, that are coming up, the number of astrology, uh, numerology years and the information we know about what the future possibly holds. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, the, the seasons. Yeah. And everything's in seasons. Yeah, in cycles and in seasons. And we, yeah, cycles, seasons, everything. So it's I mean, only natural that it'd be that way. I'm studying all about even the creation of like our universe, our local universe. Lorena, everything is freaking calculated, purposeful, geomet- geometrical, n- like perfect n- numbers. Like there is no freaking mistake. It's insane. When you start looking so far away from you, like outside of Earth, outside of our solar system, outside of that, you start seeing how it really is all perfectly aligned, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. massive. It is. Yeah, I'm excited for your, what what do you call it? Um, I'm calling it Cosmic You. Cosmic You, that's it. I love that name. Because we have to all learn. That's what I think. That's why I wanted to name it that. Because I think that we all need to learn the version of ourselves that isn't just earth-based, that comes from a whole yeah. world of cosmos and alignments and plans. And you were just one of the many seeds that was considered to be put here. And it's just learning more about the outside extremities of, of our world, I think will really help us begin to awaken the cellular memory of who we are. I think that's the, the key to finally aligning to our higher self and then eventually popping open that veil and going, I'm starting to remember. Yeah. So that's my goal. My goal is not just to teach. What would it be a course? It's yeah. So I was thinking I was going to do it on a Patreon kind of thing, but then I was, I was thinking, no, I want people to be able to like, 
you get one class and the classes are not going to be, they're going to be very packed with information each class, but it's almost like, and I don't know if I'm going to go Vimeo, but like if I'm looking for something similar to Vimeo, if not, where you can literally just get for pretty cheap because the idea is not to be able to, for a lot of people to be able to access it. Um, yeah. And so you just get the video and then you have access to video the rest of your life and you can watch back as many times, take notes, pause, stop, play. Because Patreon, it's a bit tricky in the sense that maybe someone signs up and then I do one one class or one video a month and then for some reason, you know, you don't sign up or you just, you can't. Yeah, and then no, it has to be... You lose access to the classes like before. Course. Exactly. Yeah, it has to be like a course type platform. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's what I was thinking because I want people to have access to it forever, listen to it as many times as they need, take their notes and things like that. Um, and my goal isn't just like to teach people the things that I've been studying for the last year, year and a half. My goal is to pack in that information so we realize how powerful and purposeful we are inside of this grand plan. But I also want that information to help us start taking the veil away. Yeah. And then the soul being able to finally leap in with all its information and go, okay, you, you're starting to put the puzzle pieces together. It's like we can finally consciously remember this stuff because we're just, I think our brains are not prepared because it's too much stuff right now. It's too much information. So if we proactively learn it I think that's the key to our evolution yeah I love it so you I love cosmic it cosmic you Lucia <laughs> so I'm working really hard uh, because I'm, I'm trying to make the videos it's 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 a lot of things to teach because you'll like I have a few slides already kind of like or, not, or like documents kind of semi-ready with my points to talk but then I realize oh they might not know what this means and they might not know what that means so I'm like, I, I end up like opening up all these different docs. Okay, when we, we have to teach this before I teach that. And that, so I'm trying to find out what the best um, order, order, that's the word, what the best order is. Yeah. Take your time with it. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying it, to be honest with you. It's for me, it's like an excuse Good. to like even dive more into it. Yeah. And you're using your Akashic Records as well with... I have, Channeling. I've been studying with, uh, my, my main teacher. And then if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't even be able to like do half of even half of this because her explaining it, even if I read it. So I've been reading quite a few books, the main book being the book that was downloaded by the Melchizedek. And then, um, and then I have another individual who also kind of remembers stuff and, and confirms information that I'm getting from other sources and then I, I know what feels right to me. No, I don't even, I don't need to go to the cash records. Is this true? Yes, no. Like I already, if something feels yeah. funky to me, I'm like, oh, no, I don't, I just leave it out. I don't talk about it. If it was something that comes up in a book or, you know, maybe at some point my teacher said, and I'm like, yeah. Eh. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just following my, like I always do with all my courses and stuff. I just follow my gut and kind of go down the routes that I feel like I need to go. That's great. It's really good. Well, once we have more info on that, we'll, uh, we'll announce it, I guess. Yes, definitely. So you'll be able to put something together. Um, what was I going to say? Do you want to add anything else? No, we literally covered everything from year seven and I really liked how we meshed it with everything. So I think yeah. that we, we got everything in. Okay. So then we'll wrap up here. Um, Lucy is actually going to be recording an episode with... Courtney Starkey so that should be coming soon and unless something happens that they don't record hopefully they'll be able to record soon yep this week 
And obviously, we are on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on social media platforms, we're on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. That really helps us on our end, but also make sure that you don't miss an episode. We're, we have new episodes every Monday. And yeah, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any suggestions for content you want us to create. And we love you and thank you all for your support. And we will see you next week with a new episode. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.